There are two ways to get enough. One is to continue to accumulate more and more. The other is to desire less. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I am your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. For a limited time, get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. There are two ways to get enough. One is to continue to accumulate more and more. The other is to desire less. G.K. Chesterton. One of my favorite authors, actually, is G.K. Chesterton. Quite a few audiobooks on uh, Audible for him as well, and there are plenty of great reads by G.K. And when he says there's two ways to get enough, this particular episode is going to be about obtaining enough wealth or materialism. How much do we invest in having things? That's the subject of today's episode. And uh, materialism, like anything else, it, it's not wrong to desire things and to want nice things, but it, but it's not necessarily the best thing to make that the central point of our life. I mean, this seems like somewhat common sense to most of us, but it's actually kind of amazing how we can fall into this trap of materialism and wanting more and more. And it doesn't necessarily have to be money. It can be more and more of a lot of different things. It could be more and more attention. It could be more and more um, friendships. You know, maybe you're accumulating more and more people on the internet that follow you. And really, it, it kind of comes down to what our definition of enough is. You know, do we have an internal idea of what is enough for us? And so... What I have noticed kind of as I've I've gotten older is materialism in, in particular. And, and I actually was grateful to learn from Dave Ramsey because I, I followed his podcast for quite a while. And Dave Ramsey often talks about the the trap of, of wealth and how we can fall into this idea of needing to own more and more. And what that does is it creates a trap and this trap actually kind of comes in the form of voluntary slavery because what happens is is it's very easy to get into debt it's actually becoming easier and easier by the day and so most people don't even have the skills or haven't cultivated the skills necessary to resist the temptation because it's what like every five seconds you'll get a credit card offer or you'll get a letter in the mail that says, you've qualified, you're pre-qualified. You know, imagine what it would look like if you replaced all of those, the verbiage on those letters to, you've pre-qualified for uh, slavery, voluntary slavery, which is basically what going into debt is. And it, Ramsey talks about that Bible verse, the borrower is slave to the lender. 
And, you know, it starts to really make sense when you, when you realize every time you sign up for a new credit card, every time you sign up for a new loan, that you are signing over a chunk of your life away. And if you think about the payments you make every month, even if it's a small payment, the way wealth works and the way money works is in order to earn money, we dedicate our time to a job. And then depending on that job and the skill we offer, we accumulate X amount of dollars per hour. So it basically is it's it's translating our time into money. So that's a way of, of giving up a part of our lives to obtain wealth. And then once we've done that, we exchange that wealth. So we're converting our time into money. And then we can exchange that money for products or services. Now, when we borrow money, we are spending the money before we have it. And so we are actually giving up future time, right? We're sacrificing future time for something now. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm not great at this. I, I, I still go into debt when I shouldn't and take out the two years, no interest credit cards. And I have a mortgage. So there's certain things we do go into debt for. But it is sobering to kind of look at debt in this context. When you are actually not buying things with money, you're buying things with yourself. Your future time is what you're spending. You're not actually spending, quote unquote, money. You're spending yourself in a lot of ways. And the reason this is important to remember is because we can fall into this trap of needing more and more and more. And then, of course, there's plenty of opportunists out there who will attempt to sell you on enslaving yourself so that you can obtain more and more stuff now. So that's the first trap. The first trap is, is trying to avoid falling into this voluntary slavery as much as possible. It's to attempt to avoid the credit cards and attempt to avoid the debt traps. Because what happens is, is over time it accumulates, and, and this has happened to me too. I'm just, that's why I'm pointing this out. Especially if you're young, you, catch this early and it'll be really good for you. But what'll happen is as you accumulate these debts, you'll find yourself one morning, you'll wake up and realize, that you signed over a decent chunk of your life. You're going to be spending the majority of your time working for things you've already owned and may have already gotten bored with. And so that's the first trap is we we have to try and avoid spending our future time in advance. And so what can we do as an alternative? Well, the alternative is not as fun. The alternative is saving. You know, we, we, when we put money into a, into a piggy bank or we put it into a savings account, that's our way of storing time, you know, for future purchases. And then as we accumulate that time into a bigger and bigger chunk, then we can exchange that past time instead of future time for things that we may want now. And a weird thing happens when you do it this way, too, is when you when you do it this way, which it's not the fun way, by the way, it's more fun to just spontaneously go out and buy stuff. But when you do it this other way where you're saving and accumulating and then going out, you actually appreciate the thing that you're buying more 
because you're not enslaved to it. Like you, you're not, every time you're sitting down to use that thing, it doesn't come with that extra burden or cost of a monthly payment where you're being reminded that you are enslaved to it month to month until you finally own it. And so that's the secondary thing that happens when you do it the right way, when you accumulate and then buy is you, you don't resent the thing as much because it doesn't, it doesn't own you first. You know, the, the, the TV you bought isn't as fun to play when you realize that that TV owns you for the first two years. You know what I mean? Now, granted, you have to be realistic about this and I, and I understand that. And I understand that Dave Ramsey's kind of a hardline guy. He he's like no debt ever. You know, maybe your home mortgage, but that's it. But obviously, we, we aren't all in the. We don't all have that luxury. But we can stop accumulating more, you know. And and that's a real complex thing, you know. Sitting down, I, I highly recommend his 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 classes. He's got the total money makeover. You can usually sign up for it in a local uh, church or school. A lot of them will voluntarily put on that program. It's pretty inexpensive too, which is good. But you can also go through the course online. Uh, so that's definitely worth the investment. And uh, there's a lot of techniques there with how you can really master making a budget, which I know nobody likes that word. You can learn to make a, a budget. You can learn to stick to a budget and then... It's really, really helpful. But that was the first trap, is avoiding that uh, voluntary slavery. We're going to get into the second trap here shortly. But first, Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, but you just don't have the time, then Amazon Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. Because with Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right. For 30 days, you'll get full access to the Premium Plus catalog as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. So pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and take advantage of this free offer for my listeners. It's limited time. So the second trap is the one G.K. Chesterton is referring to here. You know, there's there's two ways to get enough. The first one is to accumulate more and more, which is obviously the debt trap. It's to uh, to keep going into debt and to keep accumulating stuff, or it's to keep saving, keep buying stuff. The other is to desire less. This is obviously the the better of the two options. You know, it's real easy to get caught up in comparing yourself to others and what others have. This is especially true in the social media culture we're in. It's very easy to see what other people are doing, what they own, and all the great things that they have. And 
it's very easy to fall into this trap of comparison where you need to desire more and more. And so if, if we're not careful, we'll fall into this trap of assuming that what we currently have is not enough. Now, this desiring less thing is a lot easier than it sounds, but it's super liberating, like it's freeing to desire less. You know, it's it's really freeing when you look at something that costs a lot of money and you think you want it. And then you sit there and just kind of sit back and go, you know what? I don't need it. You know, this this practicing this regular routine of saying, you know what? I have enough. Self-talk is is incredibly important for this. It, it's helped me. But but having a inner dialogue with yourself about. It, that reminds you how good you have it and how many things you already have is a good way to escape this trap of always wanting more and more. And and I've talked about this pretty frequently on the show is having a gratitude list. I know it's kind of a boring concept, but sitting down and writing out all the things that you currently have that you're grateful for, that you're lucky to have, all of your blessings. This is another great thing to pull out when you are tempted to want more and more and to remind you of how much you already have. And so desiring less is, is, is a great strategy as long as you can master this part of yourself. So having a gratitude list is a great way for that. Writing out what you already have and then reminding yourself. Whenever that opportunity comes up or whenever that temptation comes up to to buy more, you're like, you know what? I don't really need that. I've got a million things already that I haven't used. And I haven't spent enough time with them as it is. I really don't need to obtain more. Another thing that tends to help on this subject of desiring less is understanding that anything worth having in fully appreciating the things that we have does require an immense amount of time so that we can develop intimacy. I think one of the things we really struggle with as a culture is, is developing intimacy with anything. And this intimacy is not, is not just reserved for other people. When you know something really well, because you spend an immense amount of time with it, you actually enjoy that thing more. It almost becomes a part of you. So let me, let me give you an example. Have you ever known a movie, like a film, that you grew up watching and you watched it so many times that it almost became a part of you? It's There's lines that pop into your head from it. You can turn it on and you can almost recite the entire film from the ground up. Think about the immense joy that knowing that thing really well gives you. And it gives you recurring joy. You know, like as your days go on, if, if there's those reminders of of that particular part of the film that you'll say the quote and you may even have somebody else who knows the quote and you'll both laugh about it or it'll just make you smile because it'll remind you of it. Not only did that one thing give you an immense amount of joy by spending all that time with it, watching it over and over again. So in other words, you didn't need more and more. That one thing was enough. 
but it actually gives you recurring joy because you know it so well, like you know it intimately. And that intimacy actually creates almost a relationship between you and the object. And what's great about this is that same level of intimacy can be obtained with anything. Like it's not reserved to film. You know, we, we do a terrible job, generally speaking, really spending an immense amount of time with the things we already have. And as a result, we develop these shallow relationships with things. And it actually kind of makes us resent them. I mean, I don't know if it's true for you, but it's true for me. When I don't stop and take the time to actually do something or enjoy something well, and I just kind of use it and throw it away every time I get bored with it. And I I don't mean people, by the way. I, I just mean objects, too. You know, it, when when we do that, not only does it create that habit of just throwing things away when you're bored with them, which isn't really a good habit to have, but it also robs us of that that intimacy of knowing something really well. And that's something we can practice. This is another, I think, technique of desiring less is if we can really master this intimacy thing where we can really sit down and get to know things and and develop deeper relationships with them, then we can actually not only save ourselves a lot of money because we'll stop accumulating so much junk, but I think we'll have more joy in the things we do have. So in a lot of ways, this desiring less is kind of a paradox. You know, in order to desire less, we have to spend more time, which is ironically what we use to spend to get to obtain money. To desire less, we need to spend more time with the things we already have and spend less time accumulating more things. So if you close your eyes and you kind of visualize something that you 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 own, just just picture something, picture anything, or even picture a relationship, something that you're lucky to have, whether it's a son, a daughter, maybe it's a, a friendship. And kind of close your eyes and picture that. And then ask yourself, do do you spend an appropriate amount of time with that person or that thing? Do you know it so well that you can picture it in your mind and think of all the different dynamics and flaws that come with it, that come with knowing something that well? And so that's a perfect example of something we can we can really practice. And gratitude is really one of the only ways to desire less. Gratitude, gratitude and intimacy. You know, a lot of the times we keep craving more and more novelty because we're failing to develop intimacy. And, and a lot of people fear intimacy because with intimacy comes commitment, right? Because then you have to pick something. You could have all these things and it's like, well, I got to pick one. And I got to stick with it. And generally that means also kind of continuing to stick with it, even when it gets boring and it's not super fun all the time. And a lot of people don't like doing that. You know, it's, it's just easier to throw it away and, and to, to, to pick up the next new big thing. Now, obviously this can be fun for 
it's a it's absolutely appropriate to have novelty, you know. So finding that balance between novelty and intimacy is important. I mean, it's better to have novelty with things like eating, right? Eating the same thing over and over again isn't isn't always the best. But if you're always eating out and always having delicious meals all the time, first of all, you're spending an immense amount of money. But second of all, you don't enjoy the novelty as much, right? It's not as fun. It's not as much of a luxury. And so kind of finding this balance of not always chasing more and more helps us, helps position us to enjoy those splurges and those novelty things when we do get them. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I mean, it's good to have, it's good to have both, you know, but, but we need to find a balance between the two, because if we don't find that balance, we're going to fall in this accumulation train. And, and the reason that's bad is because if you, if you develop a life that is by habit, needing constant novelty, you are going to deplete your funds and then you're also not going to have much intimacy. Because every time you do something, it's going to have to be something new every time. Because we don't, when we don't know how to enjoy what we do, what we currently have, when we don't know how to appreciate our current level of wealth or our current level of relationship. And we're so focused on how something makes us feel rather than being committed to it. That really becomes a trap. I genuinely believe that. And I'm not judging just so you know, I'm not judging anybody. This is like a constant battle, I think, for every human. Is we need to find, we need to find a way to enjoy things better, so that we can be happier. Because if if we need more and more to be happy, that means all of our happiness comes from external things. And a lot of this is an internal soul issue. At the end of the day, it comes down to whether or not we are satisfied with our current stage of life internally and what we currently have. And a lot of times our, our internal restlessness and frustration and discontentment manifests itself externally by craving more and more. It almost is like a... Um, a distraction, right? It's almost like a, a band-aid to an internal wound is chasing stuff because it makes us feel good for the moment. It's like a painkiller. And I get it. I get it. I'm I'm the same way. And, and I'll fall into this trap. The problem with debt, this is really annoying. And this is why I don't like credit card companies and I don't like banks. Is because you can go through a bad season and accumulate uh, years of slavery. You know, like you can really struggle and fall into this trap of accumulating wealth 
because it seems like a, a solution to your problem or to our problem. And then before you know it, you've got two, three years of debt that you've accumulated because you you were just going through a hard time and you decided to use spending to feel better. And we've all been there. But not all of the things that we splurge on enslave us for months and years. You know, like spending is one of those things where you can spend your future self into a hole for temporary relief. So, yeah. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Before you go, please like, share, and subscribe on whatever social network you may be on. That includes Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe where all major podcasts are distributed. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. The Wisdom Worth Knowing website is a great way to connect with me. So visit wisdomworthknowing.org. And uh, you can listen to the episodes, you can reach out to me, and you can connect with other ways. You could also become a patron and patron and help support the show if you'd like. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks, completely free for 30 days. You can sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org for this limited time offer for my listeners. There are two ways to get enough. One is to continue to accumulate more and more. The other is to desire less. G.K. Chesterton. So thank you for stopping by, and let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today, because as always, that's all we can do. Have a good day.